Yeah, go Denzel. You're set. I don't you, think so. No, no, you were you in a much better I, scenario drafting a corner or a pass rusher to, to get one of those dudes to help out your defense. Their defense still trash. They got Saquon. Saquon is, right. is amazing, right? Stunned. And right. it hasn't helped that team get anywhere. Allow me to show you something. Brandy, I'm here with my regulars, Jay and Henry. Say hi, guys. Hey, what up, what up? Um, we also have newest addition to the team, Jordan. Happy to have you. What's up? Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, welcome to the team. Yeah, welcome. Absolutely. Perfect. So what we are going to start with is basically where we left off last weekend, our NFC and AFC championship. Um, let's get right to it. Chiefs and Titans. Um, 24-35, we all called this game. Um, but I want to hear your thoughts on, I didn't think that the Titans would... Um, Hang in there like they did. I thought the Chiefs would kind of take it away. But um, what did you guys notice about that game? Uh, go ahead, Jordan. It was, man, that game was, I took away from that was just a bit of Holmes has arrived. How Andy Reid has found his, for what he wants to do from an offensive perspective. Ultimately, yep. it never really was out of reach for the Chiefs. In the first half, the Titans, the Titans were able to play their game. <laughs> I mean, Derrick Henry had, what was it, like 14 carries at like the point through the second quarter on track for another 30 yeah. performance. And they were, it was working for them. Right. It was working. And so, but it seemed like, I felt like this too, it seemed like the Chiefs ultimately were just due for one of those explosive 40 yard dash. And right, right. The first, right before mm-hmm. the end of, uh, end of the first, that home was. He was just, he was dialing up some short throws. He was dialing up, taking what the defense gave, holes in zones, getting. And then, like we all saw, he ran that one in with his leg, you know? Right. And yeah. the third quarter. And that was like, what, 20 yards? Something like that. Yeah, 27 on him. And then, like, breaking tackles, too. But yeah, it was, it was an offensive display of the Chiefs. And it really, by the playing their style of ball, which is to be like super explosive, you know, and put up points and points and points and points. That took the Titans out of their style of ball. And when that occurred, basically, there was yeah. nothing the Titans could do. They couldn't use a third and four situation as, you know, because they had to pass the ball a little bit more. So third and four was less likely. So then maybe rather what would normally be a third and third and three ended up being like a third and seven, third and nine. Therefore, Derrick Henry's off the table on third down. And you saw a little bit more Deion Lewis as the game got closer later, or as the game got closer to the end. So, I mean, it was... It was a game that ultimately favored the Chiefs just by the Chiefs being the Chiefs. And when that happened, the Titans could not be themselves. And that's that's really why I lost. I mean, that's that's how I saw it. Right, right. Same thing, man. I mean, well, and I we discussed looked- um, we discussed Tannehill. And Tannehill, we were discussing, he hasn't really done anything. And the Chiefs made it so that he would have to do something for them to come up with a win and you know, not that any of us had any faith in him doing that, but 
you know, it is what it is with that one. For sure. Right, right. And that's a that's a good point right there with the Ryan Ryan Tannehill, because he hasn't been doing anything. Um and it's real similar to Jimmy Garoppolo. They both have been, you know, riding the run game and somewhat with the Titans defense. I mean, they don't have no defense like the Niners or anything like that. But going to this game, yeah, I, I look at just the impressive job by the, the the defense of the Chiefs. I mean, you brought it up, um, Jordan. Yeah, I mean, he Derrick Henry was, was on pace to get about 30 touches. You know, he ended mm-hmm. with only 19 touches, and that's because the Chiefs was just – they was pulling away. They 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 started to pull away. Um, Derrick Henry, he had 62 yards the first half, and he ended the game with 69 yards. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's only seven more yards, you know, right. that he gained, and, and that's big time right there. And it's mainly because I think that offense started to panic a little bit. Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, you know, the, the offensive coordinator, everybody, they knew they were going to have to score quickly. And that's why I had the Chiefs winning, because they can put up points so fast. It's, it's, it's just crazy. Um, and, yeah, Patrick Mahomes, you know, completing 65% of his pass, 23 out of 35, two, three TDs, you know, uh, 294 yards. He did his thing, man. He did his thing. And the Titans defense, you know, they – you know, they're, they're not, like I said, you know, I, I'm not, wasn't trying to compare them to the 49ers or anything like that. They don't have a great defense, but they had an okay defense. And mainly because they were running the ball. They were wearing you out, mm-hmm. you know, that, that ground and pound, that smash mouth football. So, you know, but yeah, the Chiefs did what they were supposed to do. I was impressed because I actually thought it was going to be a higher, a high scoring game. Um, I had the Chiefs win. We all had the Chiefs winning, but I just thought the game was going to be uh, kind of back and forth for a little minute just because I didn't believe in, you know, the Chiefs stopping the run. You know, they didn't. They hadn't been able to stop the run all year. Steve Spag, his defense has never been really great at stopping the run, but they 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 got their shit together second half. You know, they went ahead and, and they started doing what they do best. And, um, you know, or what, what I should say Steve do best because in the playoffs – in the Super Bowl, he knows how to get those defenses to play. And yep. he rallied, he got his players to rally around what his scheme was, and they put a stop to him. Yeah, you, yeah, you guys make some uh, some great points. I'm going to bring up the point of, uh, you know, let's just talk old school football trenches. Uh, Chris Jones, he he was a wreck. He was. That, that whole game. Um, they, they absolutely didn't even have an answer for him. Uh, <clears throat> of course, you won't see – his the stats, name, you won't exactly. see it. You yeah. will not see it in the stats. You have right. to watch and dissect that game. And the disruption he was making in the backfield to make Derrick Henry have to cut another way that he, of course, that he didn't want to cut. I played running back, so, you know, I know how, what running backs is looking for. So, when, when, when you see a, a, lineman in your back, a lineman in your backfield, and, of course, you try to go to the A-gap, but, of course, the A-gap is gone now. So, of course, I got to try to work something else, and that gap is already gone. Trust me, that's right. hard to... To, to keep having to do it. That's exactly what Chris Jones was doing. It was a beautiful, mm. beautiful thing to see Chris Jones be so disruptive. And you see he wasn't yeah. there last week um, for the Texans He game. was injured. Exactly. Yeah. I believe he got hurt in practice, I believe they were saying. But, man, I guess that rest and that extra time off, it sure did help him because he was just so uh, disruptive in, in that backfield. That, that, that's, that's what we know a lot of people always say. You, you've got to be strong up front because if you're not strong up front, you, you can't get nowhere. Mm-hmm. So right. you know, everybody want to keep talking about Patrick Mahomes and everything. Mm-hmm. That that war in the trenches is what I think will really won that game. Even even on the offensive side, Patrick Mahomes. There was some time when he had about ten seconds, literally. 
Oh, yeah. To throw the ball. Yeah. Literally, to yeah. throw the football. Right. And then Dean Pease, I don't understand why he was rushing three pass rushes against Patrick Mahomes. I, I don't understand. I understand you know, he was, that. Like, yeah. he, was an old, he was an old yeah, he was an old Baltimore Ravens coordinator, so I know him very well. He, I think I think he helped us win the Super Bowl back in 2012. But, yeah, I, I don't understand him rushing three. I understand maybe you thought, okay, maybe if I drop eight, maybe – It'll be harder for him to hit all these speedy receivers, but no, that's, that's, that's what he was. Yeah, he was yeah. scared of that speed. I sure. get it. I, I definitely get it. But man, I'd rather honestly try to go hit him uh, before all that speed de- develops out there because the speed is going to develop. They always say cornerbacks can't cover forever. They really can't. Corners cannot cover forever, you know? man or zone. It, there's going to be something open. So right, but at the end of the well, day, you know, Frank Clark was doing a lot of yeah, talking. Maybe he they was. thought, you know, yeah, he was, and he, he backed it up too. Um, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, Warren the trends. You know, I think Derrick Henry only had a three point nine yards per carry. That was yeah, I was very impressed with uh, what I saw from the Chiefs defense. Um, the game, honestly, I don't even think the game was as close as what the score was. I know they had that touchdown late, but that came in pretty much garbage time. Um, right. But I love what I did see from that Chiefs defense. Um, it, it was a it, it was a good battle, but that that trenches I believe is what won the Chiefs that game on the offensive side. Just like I brought up, there was time we saw Patrick with 10, 7, 6 seconds, literally just this chilling there to, to throw the rock. You guys brought up the scramble. Even on that scramble, he had a lot of time to throw. Obviously, he didn't see nothing open and ran for ran for the right. ran for the touchdown in. And then uh, same thing on the defensive side. When they were trying to, they collapsed that pocket so well um, on Tannehill when he was trying to pass the ball. And, of course, on when yeah. Derrick Henry. Because yeah. they love running, the Titans love running that stretch play. But like I said, that penetration was killing, killing Derrick Henry yeah, for was. him to have to pretty much do a redirection of where he wanted to go. So, and he's not no good redirection. He's not. Exactly, he's he's, he's not, way too big. He's not. Dude, that's no. a great point, Jay. He's not. So... That's where I think the game was won was in the trenches. Yeah, that's a good point. And shout out to to Tyron Matthew too because he was that ball. He was, he was explosive. Yeah. He was all yeah. over the field. Um, to Noah, you know the guy that I was real high on, Henry coming out. Uh, he 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 played pretty well too. He hasn't been you know yeah, he hasn't yeah, lived up yeah. to what I thought he yeah. was gonna live up to. And he played solid draft. though. He played solid. He played but solid. He, yeah, he was yeah. around he that football. He was around that football. You're right. Right, right. So, yeah, they did their thing, man. Good point. Trenches. Yeah, definitely good points. Um, and then we had the Packers Niners, which ugh, was a bloodbath. I mean, the Niners are so exciting to watch. I don't like. I I'm excited for this upcoming matchup. Yeah, um, yeah. It's gonna be a good one. Yes, it is. It's gonna be a good one. Um. I didn't at any point think the Packers were going to get it together. Um, the 49ers came out and did what they needed to do and more, in my opinion. Um, they definitely, I, I mean, I, I don't even know. I'm just, I'm like, is this the same team that we watched shot, a few but... years ago? Like, yeah. is this the same? Like, <laughs> I'm like looking at this team that went three and thirteen, and I'm just like, oh, so that's how you turn a team around. And like, it's uh, I, I'm, that defense is just, I don't know. I feel like the Packers are still filling some of those hits. <laughs> yeah, most definitely, most definitely. <laughs> they look like the Packers only played about a half football. 
because I only saw them really do anything besides getting run over, letting them convert third and eight yeah. on the ground. Like, I mean, running right. off runs at an, at an unridiculous <sighs> rate, of, rate of just, let's run outside zone. That's going to work. Let's run trap. Let's run counter. Let's run power. Let's. It didn't matter what happened. And it was... It was almost like at a certain point in the game, I remember when like I was watching it with you know a bunch of friends and some family members. And like in the I think it was the second quarter or third quarter, there was a part where like the Packer defense stopped Mostert for like a six yard gain, right? And people were like, Okay, they did something. They're moving up. <laughs> they yeah, did it's not too bad. <laughs> okay, Packers because he was getting the six yards on average down. Did. You know? Right. And, right, when, right. and then I, and then I said to everybody, I was like, Look what we're celebrating right now. Like, yeah, we're right for anything because I was watching this game positive, yeah. anything positive. Right. I, I have no right. fans or not fans around me for this game, right? So we're just sitting there trying to watch it for the sake of football. And all you saw on one side of the ball was one team getting pushed back, and all you saw on the other side of the ball was some dude uh, that looked like I mean, some dude that was killing people like John Wick in a Niner jersey just running through the whole entire defense. It didn't, man, right. It just wasn't competitive. And it's almost a mist of analysis because you didn't see Jimmy throw. He didn't have to. So why would he? He didn't have to. He didn't have to. They ran. They ran. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, bro. Go yeah. Ahead. No, you're right. I mean, he just didn't have to. And then when the Packers had the ball, it was just, it. it it's everything seemed hard. And Aaron Rodgers, like, there'd be a blitzer coming dead in his face. When Kayvon Williams came through on the nickel blitz right through the B gap and no one jumped to him. I mean, he came up right up in Aaron Rodgers' lap, and I swear he could have just cookied the ball from him like he was playing hoops. But, like, he smacked yeah. it up out of his hand. <laughs> right. It was never competitive. It never seemed like it like was balanced. And it never seemed like the Packers even remotely got off the bus until – or the plane until half time. Late. I mean, yeah. That's Too about, late. That's, that's, that's just what it was. And it was a dominant performance. I honestly won't even really remember this game. I really won't. Yeah. If, I mean, if anything, if, if I remember the game, it's just on the dominance performance from the defense. Yeah. Shout out, right. that, off, shout out that offensive line, though, with um the 49ers and George Kittle, man. I, I could see why right. people would have. I know Henry has him as number one tight end. And I could see why because not only is he a great catcher. He's blocking. Yeah. It's separate. His blocking. It's separate. His, mm-hmm. his, his blocking is, is so stout. I mean, the Smiths didn't do nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like Zadarius uh, Smith, No, he was blocked out the whole game. There was one play. I think it was the first quarter. It was yeah, the first I, mean, I already know what play sure. you talk, already know what play you're talking about. Zadarius yeah. Smith, like, threw him pretty much. He threw him, and he yeah. got by. Oh, yeah, he did. Right. <laughs> right. And But you know what? And, and it's crazy because even that tackle from Smith, it was a gang tackle. It wasn't just him getting by by Kettle by himself. It was like it was him. It was a couple other uh, Green Bay Packers. That was right. I think Clark Clark was there too. Yeah. But right after that, it's like Kettle said, "Okay, you know what I'm saying." And then from there on forward, he just he, he just blocked him out. You know, he couldn't get no type of. There was no type of real real pressure on Jimmy G the rest of that that game from the Smiths at all or from anybody. Clark had his moments here and there with a couple of hurries. But yeah, that offensive line was stout. They did what they were supposed to do and they, they just ran all they look, man. I mean, we all know what Mike Shanahan did with Denver and his own scheme and stuff like that, man. And no disrespect. I was talking to uh um Cordy on the SSAW page and I was telling him we was talking about uh uh Mostart and 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 how legit he is and I didn't want to take no credit away from him, but 
when you're running, when you have those type of creative absolutely, teams, mm-hmm. teams absolutely. like that, you can put any running back back there and they will succeed. You know, we seen Coleman go out and we like, and I'm gonna be honest with you, when Coleman went out, I didn't think that. No, nah, probably neither. Like, nah, okay, not at all. They, they're still gonna be able to run the ball, yeah. and that's exactly what most of the looked right at in the regular season. Kyle mm-hmm. could have gave Kyle could have gave his playbook to Mike Patton and told him this is what I'm gonna run and he still wouldn't have <laughs> stopped it for real. I mean, it just it it, it just it was. But I love I, I love Smash Mouth football. I love great defense, uh, great defensive football, and that was a, that was a great game, man. By, by a great performance, I should say, by the Niners. Um, they just they just dominated. Man. They dominated. They ran the ball whenever they wanted to, wherever they wanted to. It didn't matter. And the and the stats is crazy. I'm not gonna take away that. Like I said, the stats. He had what four touchdowns, 220 yards. I think that's the most in postseason. I don't know if Eric. I don't know if he passed. I think Eric Dickerson had the the record. I think. Yeah, Dickerson still got the sure. record. He, he still got the record. Okay. Dickerson had like so, forty eight. Forty eight. Oh, okay. Okay. So he's right there. So I mean, but again, man, it was just with dominant performance on the ground, dominant performance by the um the defensive <laughs> they just, it was everywhere. Boza was everywhere. And it's crazy because he had a couple stats, but even his stats don't really show everything. I mean, he he was chasing after the running backs. He was after uh um Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he just was everywhere, man. He was everywhere. He really showed up. Even when he got banged up a couple times, it was like, dang, okay, he's probably gonna be gone because he you know, he stayed getting hurt, but no, he stayed in there, man. So shout out that defense. This is gonna be a game. This Super Bowl is gonna be a game for sure. I'm gonna, looking forward I to it. Talk about <laughs> the Packers defense just for a second. Do y'all know what it does to a defense when you know you can't stop the run? It's so demoralizing. Like you know this team, like okay, man, they probably gonna, especially with you George know Kittle. what they gonna do exactly, especially with George Kittle on the field. So George Kittle lined up on the right. More than likely, that run is going to go to that way. And you know it's coming. And you literally just can't do nothing just about it. Stop it. It's so demoralizing. <laughs> and then shout out to also uh, Debo Samuels with those uh, with all those jet sweeps in reverse, how they give him the ball. Right. He runs like a running back right. at, at the wide receiver position. And he had a couple of great runs. But, yeah, it's, Jay, Jay you, you made a great point. It's, it's, you don't want to take nothing away. You know, from the players, but the scheme, the 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 blocking setups, that how Shanahan sets up uh, the, the the running plays, it's just it's from just a pure football perspective, it's, it's beautiful. It's so beautiful to look right. at. Um, mm-hmm. I love how he does so many types of uh, pre motions to to see it. You know, okay, if the defense is a man, because like, that's usually yep. what they're trying to see first. If, it's, if the defense is in man or if the defense is in zone. Of course, you don't know if the defense is in man, if, if, if the corner, you know, follows a, a receiver or, you know what I mean? So right. Everybody knows the, the X's and O's of that. But just, you know, him doing the, all the directions, just the seven yards, eight yards, it's so impactful. Because, you know, you, you get seven, eight yards right off the jump off a first down. It's like, oh, uh, well, you know, it already makes your life ten times easier with a second or second two. Already from right off the jump, it makes everything times easier. So, right, Shanahan, he man, the, the job he has done over there with with that team. You guys brought from Print Point. They were just they just had the number two overall pick last year in the draft. Yeah, so they already jumped from number two to already probably gonna be picking number thirty one or thirty two in the draft this year. So the lead yeah. with that, that now we do got it. We got to throw out Jimmy G was hurt. 
Yeah, he yeah, he was, he was, he did. Uh, he got hurt early. I believe it was week three, week four, something yeah. like that. It was something really early, and and yeah, you, you, that's make a great point with that. He did get hurt, and they did admit they did add Nick Bosa with that that number two pick. It seemed like their player, their player mm-hmm. that all those first round picks that they were taking all over those years that that went towards the D line. It seemed like they finally like flourished this year. So yeah, so that's mm-hmm. real, real good, but. Um, I want to talk about Green Bay for a little bit, man. You still there, Henry? Dang. I think we lost him. I think we lost him. I, oh, I man. first thought he was trying to act like right. Green Bay ain't. See, they ain't there. Me too. <laughs> right, right. Me too. I was like, man, that was a good one. Maybe he did that on <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on. Um, so we've been talking about running backs here for a while now. Um, we're looking at what – let's just keep it to the running backs we've been watching in playoffs mm-hmm. right now. Um, so you have Henry drafted second round? Yes. Yeah. Mostert was undrafted. undrafted. N- like un- undrafted. So – do you guys think that drafting a running back high in the draft is well? I, I guess I wouldn't say is necessary because obviously it's not. Um, but would you guys take a chance on that or or not? I I don't think you need to honestly. If the only time I could concede drafting a running back early, like a high pick in the first round, is if you are set literally everywhere else that's about the only right for me i would see that being able to you know work because one we've seen that running backs don't necessarily have longevity that works over right right they wear down over time the best ones do and no matter what father time is undefeated and we've seen great running backs go from superstardom and being coveted from free agency to any team wants them to what would this guy look like on this offense to that guy got to be my number one pick in a fantasy football draft. I don't care. Right. We've seen. All right. That, right? Mm-hmm. But one, we continue to all think and what we're seeing now, especially is that even when running backs do well, right. If they have, right. it's, it's ultimately, it's ultimately bad for the running back position in general. And what I mean by that, it's like, think about it. It's like, you have a running back that has a crazy rookie season, right? And then he starts mm-hmm. to wear down, get hurt, right? Or has wear and tear, right. right? That's not a good look for him getting that second contract. But then you got Raheem Mostert, who's the third highest paid running back on the Niners team, right? The Niners highest paid, even seen take a snap with the Niners as a running back. That's Jarek McKinnon, right? And so right. why are we yep. going to roll out these these valued resources resources such as cap space such as high draft picks you know for guys that can still we can still get production out of off of you know the supplemental draft if we have an offensive line like the Niners do if we can call plays and scheme it up beautifully like Kyle Shanahan can you know that ultimately is what is is going to be what is the most important to football team what I would say is in the case of when you do spend something like that and you have you don't have you or in the case let's say you do like like Josiah we with Josh Jacobs right I love Josh right, right kid yeah. he's, he's he's a beast right we yeah. got so many other holes elsewhere 
When we got right. smacked in games this year, smacked, he'd have 100-something right. yards in certain games, but it just never mattered. Yeah. And even yeah. Titans mm-hmm. had Derrick Henry, right? Ultimately, if the defense ain't right, your quarterback can't throw, when you get down, no matter how good the running back is behind you, it's not really pay dividends for your team to win or to help you get closer to doing so. So ultimately, right. running back I, committee. I agree with that. And just find him when you can. A quick, quick, quick question, Jordan. So, when do you think is a great time to get it back? Like, in the first, you feel like the only thing you need, you got the, your line is set, your D is set, you got playmakers, your quarterback is good. Then, if you got, if you have a pick, like in, like when the Patriots took Sony Michelle, right? They were yeah. pretty much sitting cool everywhere else for that season. So, in that point, especially with how you like to use running backs and Bill Belichick's offense, go get you that guy in the first round. We don't really need anything else anywhere except maybe some young spry guy that can fill the spots where we need him to. That'd be the only time I'm going to go look to draft a running back in the first round. And maybe if in free agency, I got the money, but I got talent elsewhere. That's what I'm going to go do. So even, even if it's, uh, even if it's as a talent of a Saquon Barkley, it's, you still would think it's not worth it. If only like, if I was Saquon where they did, no, I would not. Okay. Right. Um, I agree. I agree to a certain extent, Jordan. Um, I think what where I see your point, you were saying that one one good point you said is if we can have the type of creative schemes, and this is key, what you said, creative schemes like Kyle Shanahan, something like that. You you said, mm-hmm. um, and that's the point. That's what I was. That, that is the up. that is the point. Because it, it to me, it goes down to who's coaching and what kind of scheme it is. Because not every coach has those type of they schemes don't. where they can just fit a running exactly. back and they can just run, you know, left, right, downhill. Don't, That's true. You know, I feel like certain teams that do the old style running, just the old style type of run plays, they need those type of running backs that can create for them. Now you brought up, you also brought up another good point. You said, well, just like the Raiders, those times where Josh Josh Jacobs would have. 100 yards and then we'll still be getting blown out that's a good point however my thing my my thing with it is even if we had for example okay so yeah he had a say he yeah he had 100 yards but deandre washington our other running back our backup running back and Jalen richard our other running back they wouldn't even have gotten close to that now i know we're looking at it like well you know well josh had 100 yards and still got blown out but we got to look at the whole scheme of things we got to get the whole game you know it wasn't just so much of depending on what game we're talking about it all happened in that game but i mean anytime you can get a runner that's that's getting 100 yards to me and and they do it with ease you know you're you're, you're winning and i still feel like i still and i don't know how you feel about that pick when we picked up josh jacobs now we did have three first round picks you know so it probably wasn't too big of a deal for you but if that was probably our only pick I could kind of see where you're coming from with it, but I, it just depends. It depends who's who's coaching, what kind of scheme they're using. You know, if it's a if it's a regular coach that just likes to kind of run the ball and they don't have too many creative schemes like that, and they're kind of more well balanced with passing and running. I think you need a running back that can create for. Um, now, if it's somebody like Kyle Shanahan or Mike Shanahan or uh, who else out there that can create in ways Andy Reid, although Andy Reid doesn't run the ball as much, he's really creative with the formations and whatnot. And so he can get anybody to, you know, Tyreek Hill, he can have any type of runner back there at some speed, you know, and get the job done. So I just I think it depends on who's calling the plays and what kind of scheme it is, to be honest with you. And I with Barkley, now I know me and Henry, we've talked about this and we we agree for the most I think for the most part. I feel like if if it is a Saquon Barkley 
then you take that player if that's the best player on the board and you need that you you need you need to fill that position because Sam Darnold I mean now for example now we can compare the two right now Sam Darnold played better once he came back from his injury he wasn't great or not his injury his sickness he wasn't great but he played better but would you take now say you need a you need a, a quarterback and you need a running back. You got Saquon Barkley and Sam Darnold on the board. After you've seen them play, who would you take? In a draft? In the draft. But I need a quarterback? If you, yeah, I mean, if you, your quarterback is, who's, uh, who is it? Eli Manning. Your quarterback is Eli Manning. And you, you, you need a, so you need a quarterback and you need a running back. And you, and, and, you know, you don't have no, obviously Eli, you don't want to rely on Eli passing the ball all the time. And you have Barkley on the board, and you got Sam Darnold on the board. Who are you taking? I've, I need my after you just seen them play. You, yeah, you taking quarterback, but are you taking Sam over Barkley? Because that was the position. I that, mean, that was the to that. To that that's one who I was, was on the board because Baker was already off the board. I think. Yeah, Baker was, Baker was gone. Yeah, Baker. Was he gone. went first. Yeah. No, I I take. I think in, any team going to do anything in the NFL, you need a quarterback. So until I right. get that quarterback, I'm making my moves to get that quarterback. I never thought – I mean, oh. that, with me, though, when Darnold came out, I said Darnold was the last quarterback I would have taken. So I saw him at USC. I saw him. But right. with me, I I would have probably in that situation maybe gone defense or whatever or looked to sure up something else. But I don't – the only t- – if my quarterback is good, I feel confident about my offense, I feel confident about my defense and my schemes, then go get the right. quarterback. I, and, and the right. quarterback to me have however long it takes until you find that dude that you feel is your guy then you go ahead and go and then you head and, and keep picking until you get or picking or trading or wheeling and dealing whatever you got to do to get that quarterback in place first because without that it's way too hard to set up everything else so, right it's hard to win and all of that but their position right. on who was on the board at that at that point in time that's why i asked you like if you were if, if you were gentlemen at that time and you got sam Darnold right there and you got barkley right there who who would you take i mean i would have probably said i would have probably taken at that point i'd have probably still taken Darnold because i need a quarterback and if right. i don't get that quarterback then all this is for moot. And every year, you will always find the top running back. Usually, you can always pick who that's going to be. He's going to end up being a good player at the next level. Like, it's so hard to miss on a top-tier running back. But it's so, so, so hard to hit on a top-tier quarterback. And you're just going to be nothing if you find that. Yeah, yeah, it, you're absolutely right. So, that's why I think I think Jay makes a, Jay makes a good point. Because, you know, he just asked you a question about who would you take the Sam Darnold or Saquon Barkley being the Giants. Remember, the Giants had Eli Manning there. Yeah, so, he's not the dude. I, I understand that, but but what but what people always say helps the quarterback out? A great running game. That, that running game. Exactly. That's great, what, everybody says that, and everybody knows because it, it's the truth. Even when when you see rookie quarterbacks, what what do the teams usually like to do? They like to run the ball with rookie quarterbacks more than they like to pass it because it helps them out and gets them to like a little rhythm. That's what helps them out. I really feel like they probably thought they had, of course, hindsight now we see what Eli is, of course. But I think back yeah. then, they thought that Saquon Barkley could really help him, Eli Manning, out. Eli, we, saw, we saw what Eli Manning could do in the past, two-time Super Bowl champion. we see what he could do. Mm-hmm. So I really right. felt like they probably thought, okay, let's get him a great back, which Saquon Barkley is. He is maybe, great. Right. He can, maybe, that- maybe, maybe we can help. Maybe this can help Eli 
get to somewhat better than what he has been in the past. True. I would ultimately would have picked if I'm Gettleman sitting there. I'm not picking a running back because I know I had Sam Darnold far, far, far lower than everybody else. I had Saquon High. Right. Dude is a specimen. I would have taken right. a different position. Grab a corner. Grab a pass okay. rusher. You could uh, almost grab a grab this. a corner at, at the number two pick. Sure, why not? What corner? What corner? Oh, I'd have to. Who was on board? Uh, uh, Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward was a, Denzel Ward. You would take Denzel Ward with the was stupid. Fifth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Denzel was high though. Was he? Denzel. He, 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 went, he, he went for. He went for. He went for to the Browns. Right. Yeah. Go Denzel. You're set. I don't think so. You were in a much better scenario drafting a corner or a pass rusher to to get one of those dudes to help out your defense. Their defense still trash. They got Saquon. Saquon is is amazing, right? And it hasn't helped that team get anywhere. Okay, I will say this, though. I will say this. But I'll, I'll say this, though. It's a possibility that the Giants could have a better offense next year than than the Jets. Yeah, Daniel Jones could possibly be a better quarterback than Sam Darnold when it when it's set and done. I don't even want to say set and done. I'm talking about right next now, year. We haven't really I think seen, he could. you know. So when you look at it at the grand scheme of things, just in the in the next couple years here, Giants could possibly have a better offense than the Jets, and that's with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. And a better O line, then you'll be. Look, I don't know. I, me personally, it would look like gentleman. Gettleman knew exactly what he was doing because he waited on the quarterback, and he waited on the quarterback that nobody had no type of. No, nobody believed in Daniel. I mean, we were we were, were for real we're a team with a mock going to him. Was uh, uh, him going to a team when they had that pick for Saquon? Was Quint, that was that the draft for Quentin Nelson? Did he go to the Colts? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yes, yeah, take Quentin, yeah. take Quentin Nelson right there. I, I, I can't. It's 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 hard to take a guard. But see, then her, Hernandez came out that yeah, year, he too. Did. Then he Hernandez did. They, got, they, they got him in the second They took round. Hernandez late in the yeah. team. No, they got him in no, the second he, round. They got him in the second round. He was their second round. With the second round. Yeah, second round. Okay. But that's, that's, that's my point. Impact A guard can't have an impact on the game like how a running back. Like a running back. But, that, that but running you, back, you do need a running back. You do. But I'm saying, but that matters. You have to understand that number two overall pick, you have to understand a lot of stuff goes into that. You have to think about uh, game change. How, how, game change. the impact that a running back will have on the game. And also, uh, uh, what your fans think about. Think about, oh, we take a guard with the number two overall pick. That's not going to settle over well. And I never even really got to even answer the question. To answer the question of what Brandy first asked, I, I, I do t- would take a, a, a high draft pick on a running back. I feel like running backs impact games so well. Think about them. Think about how, how Le'Veon Bell used to impact. It. I'm thinking, talking about his piss. His uh, Pittsburgh uh, Pittsburgh Steelers playing days. Think about how they how they used to use him and how how they used to you know line him up in the slot, line him up in the backfield. They used to use Le'Veon Bell crazy. Think how much look, look at Todd Gurley. I love bringing up Todd Gurley because yeah, look how much crazy look how crazy that offense isn't the same when he's not pretty much Todd Gurley. Uh, look at McCaffrey, man, yeah, Christian no. McCaffrey. He is that he's incredible. How's crazy. that their team though? I mean, you, but you can say that about any position. You know, of, of course, one person is gonna. That's a good point. Uh, one this, person it, is gonna gonna make a whole uh, team better. Team better well, you know I mean, that, you can say that about a ton of positions. 
But if you think you really about can, it, I mean, if you can get a running back, if you can get what you need. You can have Tom Brady the best. If you, you can, can get you what can you need. Tom Brady ever. High Tom Brady, in the draft. Tom Brady ain't got no weapons. And Tom Brady ain't got no O-line. You, you can say that about any position. Okay, a pass rusher can be great. But, but man, if he's getting double teamed. But team, he don't got exactly, nobody helping him out. Exactly. Double, triple team, it's over. It's over. He ain't going to be nobody. So you can say that about any position. True, you can't. My point was not taking them high. Or but is it necessary? Right. But is it not, necessary? I, I think so. I think so. Is it necessary? It's not. We, anytime you see teams. I don't know. I don't, I don't like, think it is. Look at so. the teams in the Super Bowl right now. Look at these two teams. Right? But look, right. look how great. They they but look how but look, the, but, all the players are around that whole team, though. Exactly. You just, the the high pick of the running back, the high, the second. But remember, though, okay. Running back. Right. It's, like, it's right. not the end all. Saquon, right? The Giants gonna have to pay Saquon that second contract, right? It's gonna be a lot okay. of money, right? Okay. It won't, be, it won't be as much money as a quarterback, but yep. okay. But yeah, in the quarterback. But we also remember, okay, not not to cut you off, Jordan. These two teams that you're talking about, we're talking about two of the coaches that I just brought exactly. up. Exactly, that, that have a lot of coaches teams. don't even coach exactly. and run schemes exactly like these other head coaches. You know, Andy Reid for one. I mean, his scheme is he don't even like. I used to criticize Andy Reid for not running the ball. The way he should because he's had some solid running backs back there. But because he run this game and he has such a fast offense and fast players back there, he could put anybody back there and they could do the exact th- the exact same thing that somebody that has, a, a Raider team that has Josh Jacobs. They can have you know they could do the same type of things, it, it, but different it, formations and different things and have the same amount of yards. So Kyle Wait, say what? So if if you got a crazy scheme and you don't right. need that running back, then what makes taking a running back? And you but, need okay, to do that. but, but see that about, no, it just goes talking, back to my point. Exactly, no, wait, hold, on, about, hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, we gotta we gotta move on anyway. This is this is a great this is a great topic, great debate. But I'll this is my whole thing. I get your point, Jordan. I get your point, and I don't necessarily disagree. But I I look at it like this: it depends on who's the head coach and what kind of scheme it is. We okay. don't have too many head coaches out there that run the Andy Reid offense. I mean, they look at look at uh look at Matt Nagy. You know what I'm saying? He came from that. He came from that scheme, and he called some plays over there for mm-hmm. for a little bit. But his offense don't look nothing like no Andy Reid offense. And I guarantee, you, if Andy Reid was working with Mitchell Trubisky, whatever his sorry ass name is, <laughs> if he was working with him, then I guarantee you that they would have a better offense. It just depends on who's calling the plays. In yeah. my opinion, it depends on what kind of scheme it is. I don't disagree with you, but. I, at the same at the same time, you do take who you think is the best player. I and I'm a little biased when we talk about Barkley because that was my favorite player actually coming out. I thought he was the most talented by far. He's amazing. That whole drive. He is. I just could never invest that resource in that. Unless, like I said, right. everything else is good. But yeah, yeah, we, we've been going on about this. <laughs> yeah, we can. That was a good one, though. We good. we can go all day. <laughs> okay, so moving on. Um, Hall of Fame finalists have been announced. Um, Troy Polo, I love him. Um, anyways, so a few names on there. Well, I want to um, touch on this. Who do you guys think will be in for sure? Um, who do you think will be left out this time around? And who do you think was basically ripped off being left off of this list? Put them on right now. This is a joke. Uh, I'm, I'll go ahead and make my point real quick. I know we're short on time, so I'm just going to talk about some of the guys, some of the, the coaches. Actually, I'm just going to make a point, really, with some of the guys that's left out, and it's really for Raider fans and whatnot. Um, I do agree that Tom Flores should be in. 
However, you when you look at the guys that's in there, you know, you talk about Bill Cowher, you talk about Jimmy Johnson, you know, his numbers as far, I mean, Super Bowl rings, yes. But when you talk about wins and losses and stuff like that, those guys did it on a consistent basis. And I'm not taking nothing away from Flores. I mean, Flores should be in. You know, I'm a, you know, anybody know me, they know how big of a Raider fan I am and whatnot. He should be in. Most definitely. But these things, he should be in for sure. But these things happen every year. Um, to a lot of different teams. I mean, it, it do seem like it's it's the Raider players for the most part at times, but I, I think when you compare him to these other coaches, you know, I mean, Jimmy Johnson only had, I believe, only two losing seasons, you know, and he and he coached two different teams. And then you look at Bill Carr, he's been one team, he's been with one team his whole, you know, his whole life, his whole career in the NFL, and he only had two losing seasons. And you look at Tom Flores, he had I think five losing seasons or th- or four losing seasons or something like. I mean, he had I think one or two with the Raiders, and then he lost all through Seattle when they became when he became the head coach over there. And I think what they tried it, what they're trying to do, which which really do suck, um, is they they're trying to take away. They're trying to add what I think personally trying to add Al Davis as one of the big parts on why they were winning that around that time he had help because Al Davis is, is if any you know and you know Jordan he ran a lot ran that organization mm-hmm. a, a lot back then you know um, not just you know owner wise but he was also coaching a lot. You know, and he ran that defense. Why Tom Floyd? That's why he hired a lot of offensive uh, offensive guys as head coaches mm-hmm. because they were, you know, he was running that defense. You know, so um, I think they try to take away the credit from Tom. They look at what he did in Seattle, and they look at what he did over here, the Raiders, and I think they give more credit to what Al Davis did, you know, than what Tom Flores did. And I think that's why he, you know, he's left out this year you know for sure and then Cliff Branch I'm just gonna keep it real as far as I don't think he's gonna get in I thought they already made the announcement but I don't think he's gonna get in and I be honest with you I'm okay with him not getting in this year because one thing I could not stand is I could not stand when the NFL likes to put players in after they die right you know the man just passed away and now all of a sudden you and they've done it to a cup they got one guy that's that's i think a finalist or might be in uh dylan bobby i think his name is bobby dylan he just died he just died too and now you want to put him in these guys i mean they deserve to see this you know they deserve to, to witness this you know and to put them in after they and passed away you know it's pathetic you know what i'm saying um and same thing with uh with ken stabler you know they did the same thing with him mm-hmm. so i i don't know man i i just think you know they should at least with clip branch and give it a year you know or two and and give them what he deserved man give that family what they deserve that's my take on it yeah absolutely. just on a coach side i agree man i mean flores and you're right we do for some reason maybe this is just the silver and black talking but for some reason it seems like that the that just the raiders of that era get left out and we all know the merger going on in that time and the way al davis walked to the beat of his own drum that there might be some stigma attached to that because as it stands, there's one coach with two Super Bowls and one quarterback with two Super Bowls who are not in the Hall of Fame. And that's Tom yep. and Jim Plunkett. That's it. That's it. And they're yep. really not going to get in with just how long it's been. So, right. I mean, I agree with both of those. I don't think Jim's ever going to get in to keep it real. Right. I don't think Jim's ever going to get in. No, he won't. Uh, he already would have. It was going to happen. But to the inductees we have from the guys in the modern era this year, uh, Troy is up for his first year of eligibility. Uh, I think it's also the first right. year of eligibility for Reggie Wayne too, uh, as well. And so uh, this will be it. It might. I think Troy gets in first, uh, first ballot as well. 
Um, and then I think we got, uh, let's see, uh, Richard Seymour, Steve Hutchinson, uh, the receivers from the show on turf, uh, Tory Holt, Isaac, Isaac Bruce. Um, they're up, Edger and James, uh, Alan Fanica too. So, so we'll see, man. I think it's, I mean, every year you say it's going to be a good list, but, uh, really to see Troy go in. And I think Reggie might have, Reggie going to have to wait. Reggie going to probably have to wait. Uh, and that's to see Troy get in, which I think yeah. he should, that'll be, that'll be pretty dope. Cause I mean, the dude, apart from Ed Reed, uh, redefined the safety position for the generation in which I watch football. So, yeah. Right. 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 Uh, for me, it's probably who, who didn't get in. Probably the same thing with you guys. I probably could be a little biased, but I, I don't. I don't know if Art Modell will ever get in. Uh, former owner of the Cleveland Browns slash Baltimore Ravens. Um, it it, it kind of just sucks. So it seemed like they're just blackballing him because of uh, how he pretty much just moved the team out of pretty moved the team yeah. Baltimore. <laughs> Oh no, it's kind of unfortunate. You know, the the guy did a great job back in the Cleveland days, and and of course when he uh, came to Baltimore, the people he hired uh, for us, you know, uh, making Ozzie Newsom, Ozzie Newsom our general manager, it's just you know he did a lot of great things, and it seemed like it's just literally being overshadowed by pretty much how he moved the team, and it, and it sucks, but I guess that's just you know how people want to keep viewing it or, or whatnot, but. You know, hopefully maybe one of these days they, they will look over that and just say, you know, he did do great things. You know, as an owner, he should just be put in the hall. But it's, it really just seems like they just keep blackballing him over uh, right. what he did by uh, moving the team to, to Baltimore. But it is what it is. Not even going to keep keep fussing and arguing about it. It's no point. It's no point no more at this point. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You guys think that uh, Steve Atwater or Vaselli, uh, he was one of like the best tackles like around. I know you guys are roughly just me, 30s, mid 30s myself. But like, yeah. I remember him with the Jags. Like, he was just that shoe in for the all pro left tackle position. It's like, you only got to think about one tackle that's going to make the all pro for, I mean, uh, for a while. So he, he played from, he played for, but it's probably because of how short his career was. That might be the only reason. But those right. those years he was playing, he was dominant at that position. Yeah, you brought up Steve Atwater. That, that's one of my favorite safeties. Of course, everybody remember the hit oh, he man. put on uh, Christian Accordion. Yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, man. You know me, I love talking crap. Man. And that dude used to talk some mess on the field. <laughs> You know, I can't stand him. Yeah, but you, you got to respect that go. man. Right, he played, man. Yeah. Steve Atwater was a baller, but uh, but I, 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 I hope he gets in. That's, that's my guy, man. I love watching the little documentary about him. I can literally just keep a smile on my face the whole time when I'm watching it. I remember I was talking to friends of mine right. who didn't know who, who were like, kind of came along to football a little later, and I picked of Chris Boye. Right, because he was humongous. Right, looked like he came out of a Marvel comic. Big, dog, right, big. And I showed yeah. them pictures of him. Then I show them, be like, "This is this guy, Steve Atwater." They'd be like, "Okay." And then I show them that they couldn't believe that happened. Like, what? Not only did he hit him, not only did he hit him, he pushed him backwards. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Man. And that was the first time he got hit, hit backwards. Like that. Exactly. Right. Yeah. 
you know, people wasn't trying to just run up on, on Christian like that and, and hit him, man. Steve was at one, he was at one play, he didn't care how big he was, how fast you was running. He was oh, man. Full court, man. It's funny because yeah, I remember, was, like, in the, the, the soundbite of the play, one of the teammates asked him, like, hey, they got Christian Okoye back there. He's like, I don't give a damn, we play wide receiver. <laughs> Literally, yeah. <laughs> yeah. he just knocks him, man. That's probably one of that's. I think that's one of my top five favorite plays I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, great player, great player. All right, so we're gonna have to. I was in and out. Sorry, guys. Um, so we're gonna have to move our early retirement talk and our rumor mill to next week. Oh yeah, all good. Yeah, yeah. All good. We had some good, some that, good uh, running back debate went a little bit longer, but I think it was worth. <laughs> I it. figured it would though. I, I, I it think would, it was though. worth it though. Yeah. It was a good topic. That, yeah, I didn't even know you played running back w- back when you played though, because if I'd have known that, I'd have already most likely known your stance. As soon as you get what it was be. the slot receiver, I get, I get <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. I was mad. I got cut off on the middle of that. I was like, dang. Yeah, that was a great, great, yeah, uh, that was great a good topic. topic. Right. And you know, I think Jordan knew too because in the chat, in the chat, he said, he said, well, you know, the running back, the running back discussion might go a little bit longer if we disagree. And I knew, I had a feeling that it was going to go a little longer because, <laughs> you know, I, I disagree, I agree and disagree. You know, I, it, it just depends. You know, it depends. Yeah, I hear you. So yeah, I look at running back is kind of precious to me. I, hey, I, that I you defend, defend. Yeah, I, I, yeah man. I'm the same way with the wide receiver, man. That was me and corner. So you know, that's why I maybe set up the corner. Yeah, that's 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 how I am with. Yeah, that's how I am with corners and safeties. That's, man. What, I, that's what I play. So I'm really biased when it comes down to you know uh, drafting those type of plays. That's why I didn't. <laughs> I wasn't when you brought up. Uh, um, Denzel Ward, I didn't, I didn't disagree with that. I didn't disagree right. with that at all. That was my favorite point coming out. So Henry was really on his own. I wanted to just go ahead and let him, you know, debate with you on that one because I, I like that thing. I was okay with that thing, man. So yeah, great topic, though. Real good topic. That's all, folks. Do, 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 do.